Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity in our community. And we have some super cool guests in the studio this morning doing some amazing work. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so we're going to let you kind of guess who some of those voices are. Actually, we're going to start from the side. You know, go ahead and start, Teresa. Hi, this is Teresa Rizzo, Executive Director of the Flagler County Education Foundation. Rashonda Lloyd-Miller from Flagler Schools Families in Transition Program. And Michael Shimento uh, with our law firm, Shimento Law. So we're talking about a really important subject here, something that's kind of near and dear to the hearts of many of us in our community, and it's helping our kids and also talking about battling the homelessness that, that actually exists in our community. So who wants to start and talk a little bit about the numbers? Because those are really important. So I'll start. So as of yesterday, we have 263 students um, actively enrolled in our schools that are experiencing homelessness. And when we look at the definition of homelessness under the McKinney-Vento Program Federal, we're looking at their nighttime residents. So those students that lack a fixed, regular, or adequate nighttime residence. So it could be that they are doubled up with another family. They could be living in a hotel, motel, car, campground, or any other place that's not made for um, people to live. So, you know, breaking it in, in layman's terms, how does something like this happen in our community? Are you guys capturing any information on that? So we have several things that may happen. Um, a lot of it is due to the lack of affordable housing. But then we have some families that have been victims of scams where they did everything that they could do right, only to be in a place where that person shouldn't rent it to them or it wasn't their property to rent in the first place. And we have some where it may be medical issues that cause them not to be able to work. So it's a variety of issues that start the homelessness. So what kind of federal support are you getting or even state support? So I get funding from the federal government. I have a total for this school year, $140,000 is an increase from last school year. However, there's limits to what you can use those monies for. And um, $140,000 to support 263 right now, but that number continues to grow each week usually. As it doesn't go very far. So we do everything we can and partner with those in the community to help with that. So, Danielle, I want to jump in real quick because she's being very humble. Um, Rashonda Lloyd Miller um, is fantastic. I cannot say enough about her. She's actually a board member um, for the Flagler County Education Foundation, but she is the only person in the Department of Families in Transition for Flagler Oh, this isn't like a big group? No, 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 no. She keeps saying we. It is her. She (laughs) is the one who tracks these students, communicates with them on a daily basis, sometimes uses her weekends and her nights to help get them food, travel to jobs. She is absolutely amazing. Um, Why is this such a passion for you? Why do you care so much about these kids? I mean, they're not yours, right? They are not mine, but they are. But they are. So they are mine. They may, I may not have birthed them, but they are mine. So I just have a passion for helping people. And when I first came over, well, when I first learned about McKinney Vento, technically I was a homeless student after Hurricane Andrew. We literally lost everything. And had we had this type of support, it might not have been a year and a half before we were back in housing of our own. So just helping people because um, that's the goal, to get them back in their own housing. But I've always just had a passion for helping. <laughs> Seems like you have some real fans here in the studio. Mm-hmm. 
So really quickly, uh, what are some of the things that those resources can actually be used for? So part of it covers a portion of my salary along with some of the social workers that I try to use to help support because they're at the school level. We cover tutoring, um, school supplies, school-appropriate clothing. Um, we sometimes have to pay for medical, like if a student needs eyeglasses or a copay at the doctor. We have to cover those things. But there are so many limits for what we can do but things that students still need. So although we can pay for the copay, we can't pay for the medicine. So like if a, a family was needing immediate housing or they needed their rent paid or their utilities, you cannot help with that in any way? Definitely not with the federal grant. Okay. So, Teresa, are you guys at the Ed Foundation, are you doing anything to help supplement this, or how are you working with them? So that's a great question. Um, this year when we did strategic planning within our office, we took a look at all of our programs, what students we were supporting. We really wanted to identify some gaps, and we really felt like Families in Transition was one of the big gaps that um, we were just missing. These are our most neediest students, and we really wanted to find a partner in the community um, that would have a passion for this as well. And so that's when we uh, got together with Mike Shimento and um, kind of presented this to him. And he had already come to me with the idea of what the United Way does with the ALICE program. And I said, this is exactly what we're experiencing here in Flagler with our families in transition. So I think he could probably take it away at this point. Where? Well, I was, I was actually introduced to this program, didn't know the name of it, by Joe mm-hmm. Rizzo. About, uh, I might have been four or five years ago, he came to a group of us and he was dealing with a, a family that I think they were in a car living and the car got vandalized or was destroyed and they had no place. And Joe raised money to buy a trailer. I to, remember that. Yeah, and to put in, I forget where it was, I think it was down in Bulow, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, found a place. And now they have a place to go. It's safe, it's covered, it's heated, it's aired, there's a bathroom. And and so when Teresa and I began talking about this, the light went off, and I said, "This, this is this is kind of meant to be." And, um, and you know, the more you you learn about this issue, the more it, it kind of upsets you. Uh, there's a there was a great article in Volusia County this past weekend, just coincidentally. But just read to you what what we're facing with 236 known students, right? So what they they classify these students, they, they share housing with others because they lost their housing or face economic hardship. They live in motels, hotels, trailers, campgrounds, even uh, what some of them don't have options. They live in emergency shelters or abandoned hospitals. Uh, their primary nighttime place of residence is either public or private places not designed for sleep. They live in cars, parks, public spaces, abandoned buildings. Now, m- many of them, from my understanding, are, are with a family, so it could be another child and or parent that has gotten into this hardship. But there's even a, a subset of that group uh, that we call unaccompanied uh, homeless youth. Is that what the word? Correct. And, and so these are children all by themselves in the world that are homeless, and they're sleeping on friends' couches. They knock on the door. They sleep wherever they can. And, and that's just very bizarre that... We do. We have to deal with that here in our community. So, you know, when we learned about this, um, it kind of hit a nerve for me. Uh, I was a big uh, proponent of Alice, which is helping families stay out of crisis. And we wanted to do something with Teresa and the school district. Um, you know, we've been around for 
50 years. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I think my mom um, in the 80s started the foundation for the school district. She used to work for them. Oh, wow. And so, you know, that's kind of why we as, a, as an organization, you know, took this on. Uh, we kind of jokingly say that, you know, it took us 50 years to, to, to get here, but we're here and uh, we're, we're focused on making this a success. And it's not just today. Uh, we need to, you know, raise money to supplement your program that the school district has uh, to keep these kids and families safe. Um, you know, one lady was quoted as saying, if you can barely get even, let me read this again, if you can barely even give yourself shelter and food, how do you have the energy to do well in school or even attend? And uh, you can kind of feel that. You know, these kids are worried about where they're going to sleep, whether they're going to be safe, whether they're going to be warm, whether they're going to be cold. Um, what motivation is there during their day to get to school? But as as Lacey told me, and uh, I like this this thing that she says she says school is the only constant thing in these kids lives and you know a lot of them apparently desire to get to school if they can and that's what we're trying to do keep them in school break the cycle give them an opportunity and keep them out of harm's way this seems like such a big city problem you know <laughs> you don't imagine that it's actually happening here in flagler yes it's one thing i failed to mention about keeping <clears throat> them in their school we call it their school of origin we cover the transportation costs no matter where they're staying, if it's in the best interest of that child. So we have students that we pick up from Daytona, um, Ormond Beach. So we, we have to cover those costs. So paying the extra mileage and the extra bus driver or what have you, but to keep them in their school because that's their constant. So here, here's, the, I think, this is the real benefit of, of what we've partnered with because – you represent the school district. You represent the foundation. And, um, you know, I'd kind of say that we represent a lot of the community. We've been around for 50 years. And um, a lot of relationships. Uh, you have them, too. Uh, and we're going to lean on those relationships. And we're going to raise money through the Shimento Cares program uh, for Teresa uh, to mark those funds. For the Ed Foundation. For the Ed Foundation. Yeah, not for Teresa, correct. <laughs> for the Ed Foundation, for Teresa to manage with us because uh, she has a direct conduit day-to-day, moment-to-moment uh, with the school district in this program. So it was just, a, a, I think, a real good partnership. And it takes the pressure off of us, me, and our firm of managing the foundation without the expertise. So we're here to help you guys uh, be wildly successful in this endeavor. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about what Shimento Cares really is and the new launch that's coming up. We'll be right back. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. So we are back with the powerhouse group here, solving the problem of homelessness for youth in our community. And, you know, Michael, you guys have been talking about Shimento Cares, but nobody really has heard about it because it's brand new. Mm-hmm. What, what actually is the Shimento Cares about? So I'll read from you. Shimento Cares is the Community Assistance and Relief for Ending Student Homelessness Cares. And again, we are just hyper-focused on this one specific problem 
that we're partnering with the school district and the foundation to limit, I'm sure we won't solve children homelessness, but if we can take a major dent out of it and truly affect, um, you know, people, you know, so many times we, we, you know, get approached to support causes and we certainly do. Um, and you know, the, the business community and, and friends and family and people in our firm, uh, are very supportive of lots of things, but when they know that they can make a significant difference in an individual's life that they can put a face on it or a family face. Uh, it just means so much more and it provides us with a better opportunity in our ask. So rather than just giving to a large fund, you know, like the United Way or the Heart Association, this is an ask uh, for the community to support and attack uh, this homeless child, homeless children uh, issue that we have in our community. Keep them in school, keep them safe, keep them warm. So we just started that um, about, it was November, I think, is when we shook hands and said we're going to go for it. <clears throat> and um, in this month and next month, we've already launched this program. In February, we're having a uh, celebration of 50 years ago, 1973. Uh, my dad started the law firm down in Flagler Beach. Uh, he was a school district attorney for 20 years. My mom worked for the school district, uh, started the foundation. Her and her <laughs> friends, you know, were, were very involved. She was a teacher. Was she your teacher? No. Uh, she was amazing. Joe's teacher. She, she was, was Joe's, Joe's teacher. Yeah, I heard teacher. all about mm-hmm. that. She was a disciplinarian. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You had to be with him. Everybody uh, knows. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we just, and, and, and Vincent Sullivan and uh, Diane Vidal, partners in our firm, and, and everybody else, including Lacey, who's with us here, just said this, is, this means a lot to us. And so as our, what we call commitment to the community, um, this is what we're going to do and we're going to try to make something big and make it effective and make it life-changing for hopefully at least a handful of kids in the next uh, year. So is it starting off with a seed amount? Yes. So, so far we have commitments of, I don't want to say because you never know what those are hard commitments, but we just started this month and we've already raised about $8,000. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some of you out there who may listen to this, and if you're not listening, I will certainly send it to you. You know who you are, Jeff, Ken, <laughs> Alex. Uh, there'll be larger asks uh, because we owe it to the community to, to, to approach this and, and deal with it. So we're excited to see what we can do. And it's not going to just be this one launch. Uh, we've talked about uh, opportunities into the future, whether it's a three-year plan or a four-year plan. Um, trying to raise enough money and partner with people, whether it's the state or other landowners or construction people, uh, to create um, something like a village, uh, a place that uh, the foundation um, or the school district, we haven't figured that out, uh, can build uh, shelter for these families to keep them safe, whether it's temporary or long-term. There's a a program uh, down in uh, Holly Hill that they took over an old school and um, they deal with uh, homeless children, uh, homeless veterans, but we're just going to stay focused on this homeless children. So, you know, our, our vision out in three, five years is to, to create a campus and a place uh, that these people can go to immediately. That is awesome. Well, let's hope it becomes awesome. But it's, uh, you know, with the commitment from the community uh, and Teresa and the school district uh, and you keeping the word out there, I think there's no reason that we shouldn't as a community be able to attack this. So on that note, the Flagler County Education Foundation is happy to announce the new Shimento CARES program, which will be a sustainable program. And it's going to have a great launch 
with this 50th anniversary celebration that Shimento is going to have in February. But we really want to grow this program. And of course, we are looking for any community members that this might be something that they're passionate about or they have a heart for that want to come together with us. You know, we're hoping that there'll be some county commissioners and maybe some city councilmen that will also partner with us in the future to help provide some type of long-term um, living opportunity for these students and families. You know, this is a great way you can reach out for people who are, you know, doing estate planning, you know, endowments and things for the future. Yes. You know, those gifts that are that are recurring every month is saying, listen, you know, mm-hmm. just give. Is, is there a goal you want to reach this first year? Be uh, ambitious. Yeah, we'd like to uh, <laughs> see about 50,000 um, by the summertime. Nice. Um, so when I mention those names, you know who you are. We'll be knocking on your door. I'll buy you lunch and hit you up then. But that's 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 just my personal just back of the napkin goal. And and but it's going to take a lot. And if we're going to tackle it forever, it needs to be reoccurring. So we need to find some types of reoccurring resources. And your idea of charitable giving is certainly something that we can do too. Huge. I mean, oh, so when we're talking about this money coming in there, what are we going to do with it? Is this money going to be set aside for the shelter that we're building, or is it going to be going to help those families directly who are saying? Um, we're, we're just in a really bad situation. So we have come up with a plan at, for this to help immediately um, to identify five to ten families that we can truly impact. Because what we want to do is we really want to be able to impact those who um, just need help sustaining. So we don't want to enable, right? We want to help them get out of this situation and be able to sustain that. So we're going to identify between five and ten, depending on what we raise to be able to truly help them um, get back on their feet and not be in this situation again. Sometimes all it is is it's just getting that one little push to get where you need to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and we did um, talk about some of the smaller things that may come up, like over-the-counter medicine or helping to pay an application fee if they're applying for an apartment or something. Mm-hmm. So those small things like that, um, we're talking about helping those families as well. So I know it's a little off topic, but as far as growing in affordable housing, do you see us ever having enough here that those families, all of the regular working families, have a place to live? Well, affordable housing, don't get me started on that. Um, I believe, without talking to you, uh, I've talked, I've talked to Ter- Teresa about this, but you know, affordable housing is something that every community has to attack, but it's not going to be dealt with until the community really, really wants to do it. And we've seen in my business particularly many times when there's opportunities and everybody says yes, but as soon as it gets too close to their home or in their neighborhood, it's um, a large wall. So it's going to take some leadership. It's going to take some guts by our elected officials that when these opportunities arise or partnerships with people from outside of our community that do this for uh, for work, it's going to take some guts and some um, chutzpah to say we're going to do it despite the 17 yellow shirts in the audience when these types of projects uh, seek approval. And um, I don't think we're there yet. We've seen a lot of, or I should say a little bit of uh, hesitancy to be aggressive on it. But maybe someday we'll, we'll get there. How much would that take the pressure off of you and what you do for every one of those families to know there was a place they could go? Oh, you can't even describe that. That's, that would be invaluable to those families to just have somewhere because it cannot be easy to sleep in your car. 
or when they live in the hotels and the rate changes every week, depending on what's happening around or the time of year. So that type of thing. So just to be able to get back on your feet, as Miss Rizzo said, would be invaluable. And if you have any families who would like to come forward and tell their story and, and help move this forward, that would be awesome. We'd love to have them on. Definitely. Yeah. I do have some families that I know would do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I think when people really connect and they actually can put a face to that story, that's what makes them say, gosh, man, I, I, maybe I was wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I could do this. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I think yeah. it, it, it hits a nerve. And, Danielle, we talk a lot of times about these are the stories that we don't want to tell, right, because they're not pretty. So they're not the ones you want to advertise. But it's definitely the ones that we need to be talking about. You know, I, we talked a lot about raising money for this, uh, but it's 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 more than that. <clears throat> you heard earlier that one hundred and forty thousand dollars that we get from the federal government for our school district to attack this has to be used to uh, fund the people that are running it. Uh, so there's not a lot of excess dollars, which we're going to try to uh, deal with. But it also takes uh, volunteers. And I know there's a ton of educators and ex-educators uh, that, if they're listening to this, they've probably seen it in their classroom kids that show up hungry or kids that are disappear and um i would really ask you to to reach out to the school district to, to Teresa, to rashonda and uh, see if there's a place for you to do this even if it's not money but help uh because i think once you see a success it'll become infectious it's just i remember you telling this Joe talking about this thing, and he didn't want anybody to know that he was doing it. You know, mm-hmm. he just right. he, it, it was important. So I think that's amazing that you're taking something like that and just growing it into such a magnitude. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, success is you know, as I tell my kids, it's a behavior, not a destination. So every day, every month, we got to get up and and keeping the eye on the prize. And I'm, I'm sure if we get enough synergy and group of people together to carry this on the money will take care of itself so if people want to give now is there a certain way is it set up to go ahead and give absolutely on the flagler county education foundation website there is a link where you donate it drops down it says shimento cares we've already had some donations come in so we're very (laughs) excited about that we just really want to remember that this is about the kids these are homeless children children who can't hold work some of them can some of them can't some of them choose to work and not go to school to support their little brothers and sisters Mm. so you just want to think about these are children um who don't have a choice it's not their choice and that's just really important when you talk about putting a a face to this it's it's kids Mm -hmm. any last thoughts i'm so excited about what the future holds and i'm excited about this partnership because this is only my first year in this job, so I'm just looking forward to where it goes. And look at the impact she's already made. I know. I'm like, wow, you've really inspired some people. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, it's all in her smile, too. You can't see it, but you could feel it. <laughs> if you spend time with her, and, and as I learned more about what she does, I thought, I thought to myself, I'm, I'm such a schlub. I mean, we've we got to do something because she just the, she's the effort she puts on, and uh, she does treat these children as though they are her own. But I do want to also give thanks to everybody in our company. Uh, Lacey Martin, who's here with us, uh, has been instrumental in helping us pull it together, keeping me focused. Uh, the people in our firm, um, you know, they, they've been giving to the community for decades. Uh, you know, we worked very closely with the, the sheriff's department. We've worked, you know, the Christmas uh, things that we do that we get involved with. And I think this is 
a new path for us to take uh, that might be a little different, a little more aggressive. And I just am really thankful uh, that I have uh, Teresa in your group as as a partner to help us manage it uh, to the success. So thank you. We are just as grateful, mm-hmm. Michael Shimento, for partnering with us um, to make such a large impact on our kids, mm-hmm. our education system, and, of course, Flagler's future. Good. You know what's so special is that it all stays right here. Instead of going and getting divided by something, some statistical number, every bit of it's staying right here in Flagler for our kids. Yes. So give us that website where they can go and give them give them all your money, give you all their money. <laughs> FlaglerCountyEdFoundation.org. All right. So thanks you guys for coming in, and we look forward to hearing um, from the students and the families who are willing to talk to us. We'd love to have them on. Yeah, thanks for giving us the opportunity to get it out there. It's going to take some time, but this is a start, and I know others, when they get into this, they'll, they'll be equally motivated. I think you got Lacey on your side. You don't have to worry about motivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll follow up. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you, you got Danielle. it. Thank you. So we'll see you guys next weekend.